The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. And I just thought it would be fun to bring them in. There's three of them, Daniel, David, and Santiago. And we're going to talk about all the questions that we girls have for guys that we just don't ask but all want the answers to. But I think there's just like a stigma around like, oh, like if I do anything on the first date, it's like too easy or it happened too fast. And like, you know, the guy doesn't have to work as hard. If you're actually dating someone and committed to that person, then if you want to make things work, then you very likely can. But I do think that in life, there are things outside of your control. And also, if I notice that is the other way, right? Like I feel like the girl is the one that actually seems to be thinking that we're going to be like a couple in the future. I try to be really like straightforward too and be like, you know, actually, I'm not looking for something serious right now. <laughs> you know, you, you give the little speech. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, guys. It's your host, Asam. And Emma. Here with another episode of Before, Before We, we Make, Make It. it. Woo! Welcome back. Today is an exciting episode. It's different from any episode that we've ever done on Before We Make It before. So, Desam, why don't you go ahead and fill the people in? <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. I feel like I've been in some sort of like social experiment the past two weeks because I've been in Silicon Valley living in basically a tech frat house with four guys, one of them being my boyfriend. And it's been so interesting because I've never really had like a lot of guy friends. And I just thought it would be fun to bring them in. There's three of them, Daniel, David, and Santiago. And we're going to talk about all the questions that we girls have for guys that we just don't ask, but all want the answers to. Um, and also ask some deeper questions on the matters of the heart. Yeah. So it's going to be sort of like a speed round dating thing. Is that even what it's called? Like a speed dating? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be really <laughs> fun. We're doing little sessions with each guy and we hope you guys are excited. But before we get into that, we will go ahead and start off with Truly Obsessed, our favorite segment where we talk about all the things that we've been loving lately. So Desam, take it away. Okay. So first off, I've been loving cooking spicy shrimp pasta with a huge heaping of red hot uh, chili flakes, which is literally like a staple in MNI's college apartment kitchen. But basically just like shrimp with spicy marinara sauce, really, really simple pasta. It's so easy, but I don't know. I've been having like a seafood craving recently and it's such a good go-to dinner. And then second of all, I recently tried this new BB cream that actually my friend got me in Korea. It's the Dr. Jart Plus BB cream in rejuvenating. It has SPF 35. It's a kind of like a one tone fits all BB cream. And it's really great because it covers everything, but it literally feels like moisturizer and it is so natural looking. So I've been obsessed with it recently and it is, yeah, my beauty product favorite of the moment. What about you, Emma? Well, first off, I just want to say to your spicy pasta thing, like that is always a staple. It's so mm -hmm. good all the time. I have been doing the same thing too, but like the classic like Gigi Hadid pasta that the vodka you and I – Oh gosh, so delicious. Okay, so for my favorites, I've been just like really into finding new music. And so there's this song called Love You More by Lynx. It's spelled L-L-Y-N-K-S. And I don't know how to explain this song, but like I have a whole playlist called Look in the Mirror on Spotify. Check it out if you're interested. <laughs> it's all songs that are really – like dramatic, like they would be in a really intense movie scene where, I don't know, like the girl in the black dress is going down the stairs and there's like slow motion and this song is playing in the background. If you listen to the playlist, you'll understand the vibe. 
but this song is perfect for that. And it's just, it's so good. And then as far as my other favorite, I've been loving a podcast called Self Helpless. And it's just like these three women who gather around a microphone every single week and just talk about life. They'll have really cool people that they interview. They talk about like relationships and the psychology behind them. And they'll talk about friendships and just all sorts of stuff. Similar to like Girls Gotta Eat, but it's like more so a group setting. So they had like Michael Buble on. They had – Yeah, I know. I was like, wait, that's insane. They have so many – really awesome guests on. So awesome podcast that I've been listening to lately. I highly recommend if you're looking for something a little bit more chatty to listen to while you're getting ready in the morning. Amazing. And with that, we'll start with our first guest. Let's get into it. Hey guys. So we are joined by Santiago Campo. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Well, hello everyone. It's a pleasure to be in this amazing podcast. (laughs) And I'm just really excited to start talking about uncomfortable questions. I appreciate it so much. So can you just start off and like introduce yourself? Give us a fun fact. Uh, Well, my name is Santiago. I do sales in the semiconductor industry. That means the little chips that you see on your phones. Uh, I'm from Colombia. I'm 23. And a fun fact is that I've been in more than 17 countries so far. And I'm trying to visit one new country every year. A traveler. Okay, so what is your next country that you're planning to visit? I'm actually going to El Salvador next week. Ooh. Um, oh my gosh, really how exciting. Yeah. This guy was just in Vegas too, like not that long ago. <laughs> so this no, is the thing. I love that. I can't stay in a place for more than a month. Like I need to travel <laughs> or watch. I feel, I feel bad about myself. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I, that's a really great trait to have. You just always have to like be on the move, but... Amazing. So we're speaking to a well-traveled man. We're going to go ahead and get into the questions. So first one is to describe your idea of a healthy relationship. Uh, Well, a healthy relationship is one in which there is a lot of communication, I believe. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in every relationship. But as long as you're communicating with each other and, you know, like the love is there, you should be able to make it true, right? That's my hope. I should mention that Santiago proclaims that he's a hopeless romantic and you have literally done like the most romantic things for your uh, (laughs) ex-girlfriend. So it's kind of insane. But what do you mean by communication? Just like talking all the time about your feelings or? Um, I would say more being able to explore the relationship as you go, right? Um, If you're feeling uncomfortable or if there is something you you would like to do in the future, you know, know, just always being, always keep communicating this with your partner. That way you're kind of in the same tone in the same page all the time and i guess that's gonna avoid problems in the in the future that's my that's my hope is what i'm telling you i, I don't know i am still still <laughs> <Mature>. single <laughs> all right amazing so what do you think about making a move on the first date like are you the kind of guy to do that or are you more like i really want to get to know a girl before you know i do anything well i'm gonna answer that with a with another question what do you mean by, by a move what is a move for you <laughs> okay i guess A move can be, let's just say first kiss. Let's just say, like, would you kiss on the first date? What are your thoughts on that? In general, what do you think, like, guys' thoughts are on that? Is it a no? Is it a go? What do we think? Uh, Well, for me, it's not like a goal. It's not like I'm going to a date and it's like, okay, I'm going to kiss her this date. Uh, (laughs) It's more like I go with the flow. So if it happens, it happens. Like, I I don't have anything against it. 
just a matter of how, how we're connecting with each other. Dang. So are you usually like the kind of type that's nervous on a first day or are you like super confident? And, you know, as a guy, do you want to appear confident and like you have all your ducks in a row or are you more like, oh, I want to be like a softy and show a vulnerable side of me? Um, all right. So, no, you definitely want to appear confident. Um, you know, I, I, I guess sometimes we're nervous, especially if we actually like the girl. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, it's just the first day. You don't really know each other. So it's not, it's, not, it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, like some people have first dates that tend to last forever. And then other people, they're like, yeah, after an hour, like I got to go home. But I think there's just like a stigma around like, oh, like if I do anything on the first date, it's like too easy or it happened too fast. And like, you know, the guy doesn't have to work as hard. Um, so like, what are your thoughts around that? Is it still the same thing with like, oh, if we're, if we're feeling it, like it's fine? Um, yes, it's more, it's more what are we feeling about it? Um, I mean, as a guy, I think you always want to be able to stay in the date as, as long as possible, right? If you can like go to different spots, I think that's a, that's a plus. <laughs> but we do, at least I do with my friends, what you girls do sometimes. I have like a, like a friend that I can call anytime and be like, hey, you know, like, I don't know, red coat. And then he just calls me being like, dude, you need to come right here. There's a, like an emergency. <laughs> like, Wait, hold on. I'm so curious. Word. In what event would you do that? Like how has there has this happened to you before you where you've had to call a code red to one of your friends? Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I don't mean, I, well, like, yeah, it's, it's not being an asshole or, or anything. It's just I mean, sometimes you don't click with the person. And you're like, why well, I don't really see myself being stuck here for the next like two hours. Like, it's, it's not funny. Oh uh, like, I, I don't like you. We don't connect. Like, this is just awkward. <laughs> like, I need to go. <laughs> the, no, that is hilarious. Like, I mean, okay, so then nothing crazy happened. It was more so just like, I don't care to talk to you or have this conversation anymore. Um, yeah, exactly. More, more like that. I think I have like a terrible story. <laughs> Got you. And you've also said in the past that you're like the kind of guy that like really draws a strict line if you know that you're going to friend zone someone. And if you really like someone, then you said, quote unquote, I'm such a simp for them. <laughs> so what does that mean? Like what signals to you that, dang, this is a girl that I could date versus this is someone that I'm strictly friends with? Um, I think, you know, you like someone when you feel a bit overwhelmed by them, you know, when you're kind of thinking about them too much, when you, I don't know, like you, you feel so happy with them or so, so in the moment with them that you go like, wow, you know what? I can't, I can't really play games here. Like I don't, I don't want to appear confident and I, I'm actually nervous kind of those things. So yeah. That was a great answer. That. Okay. Is it possible to not like someone at first, but develop feelings later on? Or are interest and attraction exclusively automatic? Um, well, um, <laughs> that's a hell of a question. So, well, sometimes um, you can definitely develop feelings with time. Uh, I've seen friends, you know, I think I've done it myself, where you kind of know the person for some time and then you're like, oh, wow, I actually like this girl. Um, but I do think most of times there needs to be an attraction at the beginning. Like, you don't need to, to be like, oh, this is my future wife right here, wife <laughs> material. But you definitely need to be like, oh, I don't know, she's cute or she's funny or something, right? Yeah, that's so interesting. But also, like, what about in Silicon Valley? Because here there are literally such a higher percentage of guys compared to girls. So I feel like the choices are very few. And I feel like girls get on hit a lot more here at the bars because there are so few of them. So would you say that maybe you just find, like, a lot of people attractive just because you're like, women, like... You know, here they are. Finally a girl. <laughs> um, well, 
Yes, that's a situation in Silicon Valley. It's, <laughs> it's really tough. Um, but at the same time, you know, there are a few girls. But what I've seen in my personal experience, I don't want to be mean with anyone, especially in this house. Um, I don't know, like a lot of the tech guys, um, they also don't really know how to how to make the move. You know, they can get really... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, I feel like maybe maybe in different states, it's way more normal to talk to a girl. Like, I, I used to live in Georgia, but, like, it was not, like, a big deal to, like, be talking with a girl in a bar that, that is cute. But it seems like here is, like, a, like a huge problem. So I, I feel also whenever girls actually get to talk to someone who's, like, chill about it, they, they kind of appreciate it more. So it's, like, but both sides, you know, like, breaks and downsides. Yeah, no, that's hilarious because like the way that you describe it, it's almost like high school prom where it's like separated, like the girls are on one side with their friends or honestly, I guess I should equate it to more like middle school dances and then guys are like in their little circles. Is that more or less like what it's like? Um, You know, no, here is like that cute girl. But the thing is that that's every girl just because it's a girl. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Just surrounded by guys, usually, right? Um, and then... They're just kind of annoyed of it, I guess. That sounds fun, though. That's like, we hilarious. could probably have a really fun night out in Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds fun for the girls, not for the... Actually, no, I feel like for the girls, it wouldn't be that fun either. Um, personally, I've never been single at a bar here, so... <laughs> um. Okay, let's move on. Play hard to get or refuse to play games slash wear your heart on your sleeve? Um, it depends on the girl. It depends what you want. And if it's a girl that, I don't know, you're trying to have fun during that stage of your life or you're not looking for something serious, sure, play the games that you want. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Uh, if it's someone you actually care about or someone you can, I don't know, see a future, like if you are looking for like a serious, serious relationship, um, I think playing games is just immature. Uh, I don't think it gets you anywhere, especially if you're looking for a real connection. Like, Yeah, I have a really important follow-up question to that, though. If a guy isn't looking for anything serious does that mean that like okay this amazing girl could come along and they could be super compatible but because he's not looking for anything serious he just like won't allow it to happen or is that all like a myth uh well you know i think a lot of people not just guys uh have used the i'm not looking for anything serious <laughs> phrase um before um just to kind of tell someone hey i'm not interested um but this is i mean I, I think we know you know like you know when you're looking for something serious you know when you are like on your own world and i think um e even when you are not looking for something serious if the right person comes along you probably will you know will go along with them and i don't think you're gonna be able to play games anyways because you're you're gonna be so into them that it's just it's important it's kind of what we were talking before right like like you can try to appear confident but it's not gonna happen feeling it so you have a very mature answer but i need to ask like you're several months out of college, you know, you're working a nine to five in a very professional environment here. Would you still say the same thing when you're in college? And do you think guys that are just like, you know, quote unquote, playing games or just trying to have fun, do you think they get an unfairly bad rep? Uh, um, well, the thing is, um, in college, you are surrounded by girls all the time. You're in Paris all the time. So I can see how someone might prefer to just be kind of playing the field, if you want to call it that way. But it depends on the person, honestly. Like some people, it doesn't matter if you're in college or if you're working nine to five. Um, you just want something serious. That's what you appreciate. And no, the guys definitely deserve that <laughs> reputation, you know? Like, and I think some girls too, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it's everybody. I mean, and by everybody, I just mean the majority of people like they're casual unless they're in a serious relationship or they secretly want a serious relationship. Most people are pretty casual. I think it's okay as long as like you guys are on the same page, like everybody knows we're just like agreeing to have something that is yeah that is like mutually beneficial friendship we respect each other that sort of thing but yeah I guess it's just like always something that has I don't know been a question in my mind like could it actually be the truth that like people really mean it when they say that they aren't looking for anything serious or is that always just like oh I actually don't like you so like I'm not looking for anything serious or like I'm not looking to be in a relationship right now I'm trying to better myself yeah I think most of times uh, it's usual an excuse, you know, to, yeah, but it, it can also be true. Uh, depends as well as everything, really, with this kind of thing. Everything. Yep, for sure. Okay, last question. What is your boundary or line of self-respect for relationships or quote-unquote situationships? As in, you have a thing with someone, but you're not officially boyfriend-girlfriend. Uh, well, uh, whenever I understand and I know that I'm into the person, um, I want to make sure we're both on the same page, right? If, if I already know, wow, I want something serious with you, I want to be super straightforward and be like, uh, I'll give you the so, you know, like, so where is this going? You know, like, <laughs> what so. are we doing here? And also, if I notice that is the other way, right? Like, I feel like the girl is the one that actually seems to be thinking that we're going to be like a couple in the future. I try to be really like straightforward too and be like, you know, actually, I'm not looking for something serious right now. <laughs> like, you know, you, you give the little speech. <laughs> Yes, straightforward. That's how you be straightforward. No, that's honestly, see, like, that's my thing. Everybody says whatever is most comfortable to them. Like, even though we talk about, oh, like, you should just be honest. Like, also, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. So sometimes I think it is the better option to just be like, oh, like, here's me giving it to you easy. Like, I'm actually not looking for anything real right now. But like, you're a great person. (laughs) (laughs) Precisely. Okay, Santiago, thanks so much for being here. Where can everyone find you on social so they could support you? Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. That is going to be somewhere in the description, this podcast, I hope. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just do Instagram. We'll go from there. All right, Thank amazing. You. Thanks. Now, guys, for a quick commercial break, we have our sponsor of the episode. It is Two Bears. They are an ethically sourced coffee brand. First of all, their website is so cute. Like They offer fresh roasted beans, dairy-free froth lattes, and a premium oat milk delivered right to your door. Like, what gets better than that? Guys, they use flash brewing, not cold brewing, which basically gives a better taste and consistency to the coffee. And this taste is nitro. It's frothy. It's creamy. It's uplifting. I am sure that all of you are going to love it. They use only the highest quality ingredients, and they have a very clean label. As in, they use higher quality, natural, and plant-based ingredients from the coffee to the oat milk itself. They are proudly Canadian and they are sustainable from the packaging to the plant-based ingredients and their oats actually use less water than any other plant-based or non-dairy milk brand. So guys, if you want to support our sponsor, then go use make it 10 hour discount code for 10% off at twobears.ca. That's make it 1010 at twobears.ca. Okay, so the next guy that we are talking to is Daniel. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and then give us like a fun fact that you think everyone would benefit from knowing. Hey everyone, uh, first of all, happy to be here. Uh, my name is Daniel Raskon. I'm an associate product manager at a startup. Um, I just graduated from college and 
yeah, a fun fact about me is I did a road trip before graduating. I went to 10 different states in two months with two of my friends. It was really fun. It was like a West Coast road trip. Our second traveler. I know. No, that sounds amazing. Where all did you go? We went all the way from California to Montana, Wyoming, um, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, Utah. Yeah, everywhere. (laughs) Oh, I was in Utah this summer, actually. Yeah, no, that whole area is like just everything, I, especially Oregon. I've always wanted to go to Oregon like in the fall. But no, that sounds so fun. Well, okay, we're happy to have you on. We'll just get right into the questions. So the first one, do you think the saying, if he wanted to, he would, is accurate? Interesting. Um, I feel like, yes, in in certain ways, yes, it's true. Like, you know, if if a guy wants something, then he can go for it um, in, in certain ways. but. I think it also depends on the context. You know, there are things that you can't just go for. You know, like, in, you know, if you are with a girl, you know, and the body language or the whole context or the conversation indicates that she wants otherwise, then there's things that you can't do or things that you can't say or ask. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I guess, like, in the context of, because, like, people have been talking about this, especially on TikTok, like, oh, like, if he wanted to, he would. Like, yes, of course, but also, like, what if he can't? Like, what if he's actually busy or what if he's actually working on himself? Like, what do you think about just, like, the whole shift towards it not really being as valid as it was? Yeah, and especially outside of the context of just a first date, you know? Like, people say this in relationships, too. Like, oh, if he wanted to be, like, a great partner, he would. If he wanted Mm -hmm. to care about me and, like, serve my needs in a more meaningful way, he would, you know? Yes, totally. Um, I think that's very true. You know, if you're actually dating someone and committed to that person, then if you want to make things work, then you very likely can. But I do think that in life, there are things outside of your control. You know, there are situations in which you have to focus on yourself. And I think that has actually happened to me before, where, you know, you have to put yourself first and actually work on yourself individually before you can love or be with someone else at that time yeah we were just talking about this with santiago like what if you really liked someone but you needed to focus on yourself more does that mean that you just like don't like them enough or is it like an actual valid case so good yeah i don't think it means that you don't like them enough um i do think if things are meant to be they will be um so it could mean that they're not the right person for you but it could mean that they're the right person for you at that time or they were the right person for you at that time. So, you know, you were with them for that time and you enjoyed life together for however long you were with them. But yeah, you know, sometimes even however much you like them, you, you can love them with all your heart and things might just not Yeah, they can probably not work out. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's complicated. You know, it's not always that easy. Daniel, this is so wholesome of you. <laughs> I I know. I was going to say, it's such a healthy response. I have to say, like Santiago explained to us that when he's not interested in a girl and it's like wrong girl, wrong time, like all the wrong things, then he'll let him down easy by being like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not ready for a relationship right now. Like, have you ever used that line before? And if not, what else lines do you use? Yes, that's also very true. It's like a very good excuse to (laughs) to share Um, because, you know, sometimes like it's very true that you're not feeling something. But I think it's very mean to say that you're just like not feeling it. Like it doesn't feel like a justifiable way to end the conversation or a relationship with someone. But if you say, you know, like it's not the right time for you, which is also true, right? Like you're being honest because it's like about yourself. You know, you want to focus on other things. 
uh, like not that person. And I think it's also true. So you're not lying, but it's also like a good way to end a relationship without being too mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you justified it pretty well, I guess, like if we're speaking in technical terms. But I do want to ask, like, if a girl were letting you down, would you want just like the honest truth? Like, hey, like, I just didn't see us being compatible. Or do you want like this weird little wormy excuse? Because it's really, I don't know. It's like you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But at the same time, like you want to believe a lie. Yes, that's also very true. And this has also <laughs> happened to me, actually, which is funny, um, where the girl just lies about it. And then you find out after, you know, oh, the situation. No. Um and it's not it's not a great feeling i mean you know it depends like you know i was saying before if you're not feeling it then you can say that maybe it's not the right time for you that you can focus on other things but if there's other things you know like maybe there's someone else that you care about then actually being honest about it you know you're like oh you know i'm actually with someone else then that would actually be good to know so it really depends on the context like if you're actually being kind of honest about the situation saying that you want to do other things outside of them then that's fair but if you're like saying that because you're lying about like a deeper truth, then that's actually mm-hmm. a really bad thing and very mean to anyone, a girl or, or a boy. Yeah. Daniel, who hurt you? <laughs> I know. Also, it's like, I'm good. I have to, <laughs> he's recovered, but it's like, I have to focus on other things, meaning I have to focus on the person that I actually like and not you anymore. Yikes. That's a hard question. Okay. What do you think about people speaking their mind on first dates? Because you obviously want people to be authentic. But what if they're just like too honest, brutally honest, or they're just not holding back at all? And you're just like, whoa, like this is a little too much, a little at once. Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a thing as, you know, like being too honest and you have to be very careful with that. Um, you do want to be authentic. You do want to be yourself, but it can be too much. Like I, I do think there are things that you can say that can ruin a first date, you know, like being too open or like too honest about things. Um you know, if you talk about your ex, you know, the first day, like too much, like the whole whatever happened with them, like, I think that that wouldn't be very good. Um, it could go very bad. Um, so yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't think you should go like fully in and fully honest, but you should be yourself and you should be authentic. And I mean, if they ask you about your ex, then you can be honest about it and say very generally what happened, but you don't have to go into like the, the entire detail and the, the whole story, you know, related to that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's good to definitely like obviously be yourself, but Sometimes people just don't know when they're being too much. And also, I think like for people who are just naturally more open, like even with friends, like like the first time that they hang out or something, they'll be willing to like open up so much. So is that valid with people who are just naturally inclined to have deeper conversations right off the bat rather than small talk? Yeah, yeah. I want to clarify. I don't think it's a red flag. Like I don't think someone being too honest Um is necessarily a bad thing like but there's a thing you know like you can be open you can be honest but there's also like a certain level like i think you you can take that up to to a certain point so so yeah i think if you're very open like naturally and that's your personality then that's fine like you know i wouldn't yeah i can overlook that or you know i can just deal with that i think that's totally fine um but if it's actually you know you just sharing like a lot like quite a lot that can make you intimidated or overwhelmed in different ways, then I mean, that might not be just choice. It's just the way you feel in the situation, right? It's like like a guy be like, oh my God, like this might be too much to deal with at this point and just have to like back away respectfully. Would you ever like call a girl like the day after like the first day if it went really well and just like start talking on the phone or is that like too much? So you mean like we go on a date and then it went really well. So I just call her the day after? 
Yeah, just for fun. Um, I've never really done that. I feel like it starts by texting first. Unless you want to be like really bold. And I know people do this. Like some guys do this and even before like the first date. Um, But I think I want to respect people's time and like a girl's time. And like, I don't know what their day looks like, especially after just going on a first date. So calling her, I don't know where it could go bad. That's my thinking. But uh, I do like calls. So, you know, like later, maybe after the second date or third date making phone calls can be fun yeah i definitely think calls right off the bat are slightly overwhelming that's happened to me before like there were facetimes they were calls like multiple times a day i'm like bro i'm literally just like living my my day in school yeah it's like but that was i mean far and few i don't think that's most people but i totally agree with that so like on that same token though do guys overthink a text frequency after first date because i know girls can think that like if he's not texting back as frequently or as fast as he used to then it might be like, oh, he met me and he doesn't think I'm attractive anymore, you know? I do personally care about that. Like, I feel like if you're not texting frequently after, <laughs> if you're not texting frequently after the first date, then that could be like a bad sign unless you're like super busy. But I mean, I'm from Mexico and like texting, I feel like it's a big thing, at least, you know, when you're dating over there, like, you know, just saying good morning, you know, uh, saying good night, like every day is like kind of like a big thing. And I was used to that even, you know, before coming to the US. So for me, texting, I feel like it's big because it's communication and you know it's how you're also like getting to know someone because you're not going to be there with them the the whole time so uh texting matters but i also you know i'm pretty uh understanding if they're busy and they just can't text right now and like that's totally fine but you know i think that you just have to mention that you know be like i'm busy i'm working uh we can text after work and and that's fine i understand that daniel has asked me for advice before on this (laughs) like he's literally been like okay we're not texting as frequently like what does this mean (laughs) and it's it's quite funny it's it's easy to overthink it on both ends well you know it depends as well like obviously if you're not if you never text frequently then that's fine because that's the way things go usually but then if you're texting like you know very frequently like every other hour like even more than that and then she stops texting, you know, like replies like a day after or something like that. And that's kind of weird, you know, like it's suspicious and something happened and maybe you did something wrong and you have to like figure that out. And that's when I ask you for advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, that's the thing that makes it really frustrating is because everybody's situations are different. And some people are also just naturally really bad texters, like or they're working on a project that is not allowing them to even be on their phone. But it's not that they're not like thinking about you. But then other times I could totally see why you would think this person just like doesn't care enough to like message me back, especially when you see that they're on their phone. Like if you see that they're posting Instagram stories or that they I don't know, like they're on social media in some form, but they haven't texted you back. It's like the worst. But I do have a question about like similar to that. Do guys read into when like a girl has more of a text count on her part? So like you send two texts and she sends like six. Like, does that make her look? clingy or is that just like an oversight no big deal well you said to me before that you never double text so me no me okay Um, i was like wait what (laughs) yeah no that's that's a good question um i don't really care like you know i care about quality not quantity (laughs) so if i ask a question you know i hope that you can answer it and you know just tell me about about that but no i don't really look at the number of messages and you know like see how they match (laughs) with my messages but i do care about the responses you know if you're like too short then um that's that's not great but yeah when it comes to double texting i do feel you know like uh, you shouldn't double text you know if they don't reply uh there's a reason behind that uh you can double text like after maybe like a couple days or something you know like it's that bad uh but i usually don't want to double text because yeah i don't know don't like that move yeah no not at all i guess it's more so like not going and counting the exact messages but when you see when you like kind of scroll through the conversation and you see that the other person's side is like way more messages than yours 
or vice versa. Right. Yeah. I, I see your point. Yeah. I, I do think, um, you know, you should match the, the energy and the quality of the conversation. Mm. So if a girl is texting you a paragraph, then, you know, I'm going to try to send a paragraph as well. Like you, you want to match that energy. And if you're not, then maybe you're not as interested or maybe you're a bad texter like you were saying before. I do think it's incorrect that like guys get a really bad rep for like being bad texters, bad Snapchatters. Like guys are always like, you know, just called out for being on Instagram and then not replying to a text or opening a Snapchat, not replying to it. But I do think it goes both ways. And I feel like guys, I don't know, maybe this is wrong, but they also want to appear kind of like, like smooth. Like they don't want to seem too eager because that could be like weird. I don't know. Yeah, I think you do have to play it cool. You know, <laughs> like like that, yeah, that works in some ways. Um, but but yeah, I think sometimes it's like not intentional, like where you're like on Snapchat and then you're texting your friends or something and then you get another Snapchat and you open that instead of like texting the person back. Um, because I mean, I don't know the way you do notifications, but you know, I do sometimes I'm working and then I see notifications coming through and I'm like, okay, I, I don't have to respond to that now, but I can respond to that later. So, you know, maybe, you know, you messaged me earlier, but then there's like a more urgent message. So I go on that, you know, even if it's Instagram or something, and then you see I'm online and you're like, oh, you're, you're not applying to me. But then I do that after. So it's like, it can look bad, but it's like not intentional, you know, like <laughs> against you, I would say. Yeah, I definitely don't think that it's always intentional. Like, I, I'm sure that someone could tell when the other person like genuinely just doesn't want to talk to them because then they wouldn't even have any sort of conversation going. Like, it would just be emptiness all the time. But anyway, we are actually out of time. So Daniel, why don't you plug your socials so people can find you? That sounded creepy. <laughs> sure. Um <laughs> Are you single? Yes, I am single. <laughs> um, my Instagram. <laughs> my Instagram is Daniel F. Rascon. Um, yeah, so it's Daniel F. and then R A S C O N. Thank you. All right. If you're in Silicon Valley, connect with them on LinkedIn as well. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes, thank you, Daniel. Our next sponsor for today's episode is Flourish Pancakes. North Americans eat too much sugar, and that's a fact. Flourish is on a mission to take away 260 million grams of sugar and add 1 billion grams of protein to North American diets by 2023, all without sacrificing flavor. When founder Andrew Maida was in university, he found himself feeling sluggish and exhausted from his daily McDonald's breakfast run. He couldn't find a solution that fit his early 20s cooking skills or his tight schedule. So he set out to create a breakfast that would not only taste amazing, but leave him feeling super energized and fueled for the day. The key to this magical meal was a lack of sugar and a lot of protein. Guys, Flourish Pancakes is an incredible new pancake brand. I personally had the chocolate ones this morning and they were so delicious. You can't even tell that they're packed with protein because they don't have that chalky, dense texture that you're probably used to seeing in most protein products. All of their products are high in protein and low in sugar, which means that you're going to feel super satisfied and full until your next meal with no energy crashes. There's a flavor for everyone, chocolate, birthday cake, vanilla, buttermilk, so good. No matter what dietary restrictions you follow, they have a delicious breakfast that'll fit right in. They're high-protein, plant-based, gluten-free, and low-carb and keto. They're also ready in minutes, so if you're like me, rushing in the mornings, this is the breakfast for you. For most of their mixes, all you need to do is add water and cook. So if you want 10% off Flourish Pancakes, mention our discount code MAKEIT10 at www.flourishpancakes.com. Again, our discount code is MAKEIT10. Enjoy. Hey guys, we're here with David, our very last guest. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a fun fact, make it interesting. Hi everyone, I'm David. <laughs> um, <laughs> a fun fact, I don't know. I don't like milk in my cereal, but... <laughs> 
What? I put it in a glass and then I chase my cereal with milk. So yeah, I guess what the it might be fun. But like, okay, well, what do you do for work? Um, wait, hold on. I have follow up questions. Like, when did this start? Is this like a tradition? Did you did you learn this from somebody? Is this like, like a common behavior in your family? Please. Yes, this is this is pretty common folklore in my family. For some reason, nobody <laughs> nobody puts milk in their cereal. It just makes it soggy. But I guess as far as who I actually am, uh, <laughs> uh, beyond my cereal eating habits, is well, I guess I'll start by like I guess my values is what I care more about than what I actually do. Is I care about learning, okay. gratitude, Mr. and meaningful moment, moments with meaningful people. But I'm a uh, data analyst at Cisco and working on writing a book right now, extracting the humanity out of tech and figuring out like what makes things actually improve people's lives versus what pretends to do so. And yeah, excited to be here. Be interesting. Okay, awesome. Yes, thank you so much for that. All right, so we'll just go ahead and get into it. First question, why are you single? Why am I single? Let's see. I mean, I feel like it's just... (laughs) (laughs) Why are you single? Is it because you can't pick up girls or is it because you're choosing to be single? Oh, I mean... I'm definitely not like choosing to be single, but I feel like it's just like an explorer thing of like continue to meet people until you find someone you click with. It's like not necessarily like I have to be just like jump into the first situation that like comes available. AKA David is on the on all the apps, guys. <laughs> but I guess maybe, things aren't maybe. working out because I feel like people are really busy here and whatever. Um, do you think there's a reason why um, you've been ghosted a few times before? <laughs> A bit rude in it, but um, I don't know. I guess that's for you guys to decide. Yeah, I have no input on that because I don't like know the situation well enough. I'm honestly sorry. Um, but no, I do have like another question though, as far as that goes. So like we were just talking about this. Like you seem like a busy guy. You're young. You're just like thriving in Silicon Valley. If Woo-woo. a serious relationship, <laughs> if a serious relationship or like the prospect of a serious relationship were to come along. Would it be like a remote possibility at this stage in your life? Or is that more so something that you're kind of like pushing for the future when you're like older and I guess like more established? Yeah, no, for me, I definitely don't like time block it. It's like I'm always just kind of looking like somewhat mild, like passively, mildly, actively. Of a, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not like trying to wait, but it's not like I'm like pushing for it either. It's Like, I guess whenever it comes, it comes. Yeah. But as someone that's like kind of a romantic, do you even have time for it? Like you're writing a book, you're doing a full time job, you know, like you're well, going you to make time for it if it's a oh. priority, like if if the person is meaningful and you feel like they add to your life. And yeah, I'm like totally willing to dedicate time. There you go. OK, amazing. What's your best pickup line that you've ever used? And did it work is the question here. No, <laughs> no, it's just the there. <laughs> but I mean. To be honest, I don't really believe in pickup lines very much. It's like way too corny. <laughs> I'm about the authenticity. So you're about the riddle. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like people don't really use pickup lines anymore. It's more so like if you're on dating apps, then that's like a funny way, but you're using it ironically. If someone is using yeah. it unironically, the, the I would thing about pickup lines is that you don't really like get any info from the other person on it. It's just like like a it's weird a way thing. to like grab their attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but like as a fan of riddles and pranks. 
And riddles. Like, if you gave a girl a riddle and they solved it, would you be impressed by them? And if they didn't, would you be disappointed? Like, is that going to be something that you would, like, use as a metric? Um, I mean, I do love riddles, but I don't know if I'm going to judge judge uh, any girls based on love. But, I mean, even if it is, like, even if I were, it definitely wouldn't be if they could solve it. It's mainly just if they... I guess I would care if I asked someone a riddle if they're like curious to actually try and figure out the answer or like stick with it or like there's people who I have plenty of friends who have all tell them a riddle and within 20 seconds they're like okay what's the answer and then (laughs) if I don't tell them they just completely forget about it altogether okay awesome where do you think your type comes from Um, or the idea of like a type yeah so we have been talking about like types like is the type even actually something that exists like can in person have multiple types so like for you specifically I guess you can tell us like what you think your type is and then where do you think like that comes from and like why do you think that's your type um I think it's somewhat flexible but I think there are like kind of baseline preferences in in a sense like I guess for me someone has to meet like a baseline like threshold of attractiveness first (laughs) because like I I guess especially when you're first meeting someone like it like I'd be lying if I said it doesn't matter but then after that, there's like a million other things that matter. So and there's lots of ways to be like to meet that baseline level of attractiveness. Um, obviously, that's different for every person. But like beyond that, it's kind of, you know, if your energies match or um, you really vibe together and you enjoy spending time with that person, <laughs> I guess. So then what do you find attractive in a girl? Like we could start with like if you want, you could say um, physical attributes like being really fit because I know you care about that. Um, but also like personality traits, like what do you find attractive? Hmm, good question. So what I find attractive is I guess definitely confidence for the first part of it, just like owning who you are and like loving life and, you know, just being being all of yourself. Um, that's definitely that's definitely a turn on when uh when girls are like that but I don't know it's hard for me to say like what what my actual things are in this is like I definitely care if people have some sort of passion for life you know just kind of like a vibrance to them it can be about anything it doesn't have to necessarily have to be about the things that I care about but just like you care about something um and I guess if people care about movies that's definitely a turn on <laughs> <laughs> I love movies what's um, your favorite my favorite um so I love the Spongebob movie but also <laughs> but also <laughs> Uh, three idiots it's this Bollywood okay. movie it's just really phenomenal I thought he was gonna say something so poetic like I don't <laughs> know Dead Sally. Poet Society or yeah, something I mean it's a great oh movie too but <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a Spongebob movie no I love that <laughs> real authentic yes thank you for not sugarcoating it for us you really just like showed us who you are with that statement I do have <laughs> like okay I'm gonna try to word this question in the most eloquent way I can. I feel like they're okay. I feel like there's an idea of like, like how guys want their like ideal woman to be. And it's always like all of these seemingly like unattainable qualities, like confident. So like a girl could perceive that as like, if she's ever not confident, like it's not meeting that like a level of confidence that like the guy wants her to have or like fit if the girl decides that like she's going to take a few rest days, like it's not living up to that expectation. So like, what is your take on that? And do you think that that's just something that we might be overthinking? Oh, I mean, I think that's a really good question. I guess if I'm interpreting it correctly, it's like, I guess what I feel is that you have like mutual common ground with someone, but it's not like fixed. Like someone doesn't necessarily need to like always live up to a standard or to live up to standard the same way that I do like it's kind of about being your own person and um like if you really care for someone then 
like there's a flexibility with it um i think if it's false then maybe or maybe it just makes you less of a compatible partner i guess if you're trying to hold someone to you know always be confident always be assured and always be fit you know it's like kind of just a um like a, a median of like what you would expect like on average someone to be that way but totally like up and down with the with the vibes of life mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know if that answers no, that yeah question. i think it is no no it does it does but what are you gonna add to some i was just gonna say um i think guys have like large expectations but also when they meet a girl like they don't necessarily hold the girls to those expectations you know like i feel like maybe we feel the weight of those expectations because sometimes we feel like we're not enough for certain guys or whatever but i think in general guys have lower expectations than girls maybe because they just want like a partner who they're attracted to and can have fun with, right? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say my <laughs> um, expectations are higher, like in just thinking about it. But whereas when you actually like meet someone, like you kind of just get entranced by a thing and you'd like forget about whatever like pretend rules you were talking about beforehand. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, that's a really good point because it it's really easy especially when we make like these mental checklists of like what we want in like a future partner we go above and beyond like dreaming of all of these somewhat like unrealistic things but when you actually get to know them there's a lot more to it i think just like learning a person's mannerisms yeah even if they're not like living in those roles that you ideally wanted like your your person to to live in i guess so i think there's a lot of like forgiveness there but man this is like kind of psychology yeah. like i wish we had stuff to back this up with <laughs> and i guess going back to what you were saying asking earlier about like what type is and things i look for like going back to this like checklist for me i guess that's hard to think about because i usually think about it from the reverse perspective of like what things i try to avoid because i guess for me it's there's a lot of things that i could be attracted to and like someone doesn't just have to check all those boxes but like avoiding the things that like i've slowly found are like hardcore red flags or like things to avoid is like way easier to do in terms of like n- like someone who's like not like overly sensitive or like, t- like adds a lot of conflict to my life or mm-hmm. is like complains a lot is really negative it's just like these things that i don't know for me it's much easier to filter for those than to like try and look for certain things that i like mm-hmm. i feel like that definitely comes from like your past relationships which is hard because obviously like you were attracted to them at some point in time and then later you decided oh like these qualities aren't great but doesn't that make it kind of an avoidant thing when you're like dating someone and you're not giving them the fur the full i don't know like the full trial i guess they deserve like on a date because you're like constantly looking out for oh my gosh what if she's like overly sensitive you know or is that not what you meant um i guess that's afterwards or like beforehand but when i'm like actually with someone i'm totally just trying to be like completely there and i'm way too worried Mm -hmm. about other things (laughs) other than that of um like what oh i mean kind of keep a lively conversation and you know like evaluate who they are or, or what they like or i don't know like that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that stuff you learn further into the relationship. So it's really hard to tell right off the bat. But I will say that like coming from personal experience, I have given extremely awful and inaccurate first impressions. So like when would you ever and if you would ever give someone the benefit of the doubt and like give them a second chance? Because honestly, like it's totally possible for someone to act like completely the opposite of who they are on a first date. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. Like I'm really slow at like interpreting people I feel like and like judging first impressions like like after a first impression I'm like wow like they're great like all the time it's like just invariably I, I feel like oh like that person's awesome it's not until after a couple times that 
I feel like it's easy to put on or to like, I guess, put on a good face for like a first encounter, but it's not until like you're actually, you know, spending a lot of time together that, you know, you actually get to see who people are. Mm -hmm. And like, what if you had a like a bad experience with someone like they gave a really just like bad first impression? What then? What then? Um... Are you going to ghost them? Are you going to give them a bad excuse? Like, it's me, not you. I mean, it totally depends on where, like, at what point in time you're asking, David. Like, <laughs> when along the timeline and, like, I guess who this person is or how it went. But um, I definitely try to just, like, be upfront <laughs> and just say, like, you know, had a great time, but don't think it's going to work out. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think of a situation and when that would be the case. Like, like you could have a really bad first experience and then like they just actually show who they are, which might be a really good person the next time around. But I feel like when that happens, it's by chance and not necessarily like the person being like, hey, let's go on another date, even though I didn't really like you this first time. Yeah, totally. Okay, just really quick. Give me your top five um, like turn offs that girls have done like on dates or even in a relationship, like specific things. I don't know if I can get to five. <laughs> three, three. Yeah, three is good. Mm, Happy medium. Let's see. I feel like one of them, I told you this. <laughs> I feel like this is uncommon, but like when girls put on like way too much like perfume or scents or just like I smell like it's in like really weird places. Um, Like at the gym, I feel like or just in other places, like if I'm like studying or working I don't know. I, like if I'm on a date or something, I'm expecting to like smell that. But just in like environments where I'm not expecting that, I'm like, you just turn off. I don't know. I don't know why though. That is so like, that's so sad, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little biased because I love, I love perfume. I think you could spray just like a little bit of it. But are you talking about when it's like overwhelming? Yeah. Like when someone like walks by you or like they're like five flights above you in the stairs <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Did you just say that you've told me this for Like I've done this before? Oh, no, 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 no. I've just... <laughs> I thought I had just told you this before, but no, not you. Okay, good that. That's clarified. Okay, <laughs> two more. <laughs> two more. Um, uh, I guess, like I said before, complaining is definitely a vibe killer. It's just like, mm, just makes me feel icky. <laughs> okay, that's honestly fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Sorry, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go. With, do you have a third one? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed like you were about to say something. Yeah, I was, but I don't, I don't know what I was going to say because <laughs> I definitely don't have one. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for answering our questions. Why don't you give us your socials so people can know where to find you? Yeah. On Instagram at, at dglass1. Um, yes, hit up my LinkedIn if that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you'll also be creating an author account soon for his upcoming book. So stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. We hope you liked it. Be sure to follow us at Before We Make It on Instagram. Subscribe to our newsletter, which is linked in our Instagram bio. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We post new episode every single Thursday. And put an emoji of a guy running. Just imagine, I don't know, imagine one of these guys like on a really bad date or something and they're running away. So <laughs> yeah, I love that just, visual. Yeah, just put that emoji out there. And we love you guys so much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.